It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 931 381-4567 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And welcome into the Virtual Bible Study for January 14th, 2010. We're glad you're a part of the program tonight and we look forward to you joining in on this important discussion. My name is Jacob Gwynn, joined by my father, Greg Gwynn, tonight. Hello, Dad. Jacob, great to be with you on the virtual Bible study tonight. We always look forward to Thursday night to our uh, Internet Bible study group, and we're glad for all who are listening tonight. It is a, a Bible study group in which you can listen to us, but we'd much rather listen to you as well. So we encourage you to join in over the telephone tonight at 877-381-4567 or by emailing your questions or your comments to questions at collegeview.com. You can also join in the chat room where several listeners are already there chatting, and you can be a part of that discussion in the chat room tonight as well. We have an important topic of discussion tonight and uh, I think a very serious topic uh, for our consideration. We talk about a lot of important things on the virtual Bible study and any a discussion from the Bible is important, but the subject tonight is of of serious consequence and uh, a, a problem that is of great concern in America today. Well, in, not only in America, Jacob, but I think it's a problem of, of, of great significance and very important in regards to the conduct of Christians because uh, I, I know that I personally have experienced uh, dealing with Christians who are engaged in watching movies that I think they shouldn't watch. I know that you have too, Jacob, and that's what we want to talk about tonight. We want to talk about the movies. Uh, earlier today to our update list, we said that's what we want to talk about. We want to talk about the movies, the type of movies that Christians are watching and recommending to others to watch, and, and asking the question, uh, are we being inconsistent concerning what we teach on on the matters of morality and then what we go to watch in the movie theaters. I'm afraid that we are. I'm afraid a lot of Christians are being very inconsistent in that matter. And and while we may preach one thing and then do another, it is detrimental to our spirituality. And we're seeing it in the churches today. The level of, of morality is following the trends of our society and partly, I believe, influenced by the material that we're viewing in the movies and television and, uh, and other media today. Yeah, we're going to talk about the movies more specifically tonight, but... Many of the things that we'll be saying, Jacob, have application to what we would watch on TV, what we would view uh, on the Internet, and so forth. All right. This is an important subject, and we hope that you will join in. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. Join in the chat room as well. You may agree with the things that we're saying. You may think that we're going too far. We want to hear from you either way on the program tonight. Yeah. And we want to not only discuss this but make applications to ourselves and consider what we're doing on a personal level all right we've already given you the ways to contact us the ways to get involved uh, join in one of the things that that through the years has always a little bit bothered me jacob is the idea that well preachers are expected to say this sort of thing i mean that's what they do but you really don't have to pay a lot of attention to it and uh, I'd just like to challenge anybody who's listening who has that mindset to just put aside the fact that, that we are presenting a, 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 our personal point of view. We want you to deal with the scriptural arguments that are made. If it's just our opinion, as we often say, you are welcome to disregard it. But if it is Bible truth, then you have an obligation to God to deal with that. You can't just pass it off by saying, well, that's the preacher. He's an, he, he's, he's an old he's an old." fogey and he doesn't understand the way things really are and we don't have to pay attention to what he's doing you can't do that you can't pass it off that simply all right and that's right we're going to use scripture not just our opinion and we're going to compare it to what uh, is being shown in movies today and ask the question are we being consistent and should christians support view and participate in the things that are so common in the media today 877-381-4567 questions at collegeview.com 
Jacob, uh, the tour update list uh, today, uh, and I think most of our listeners have set, heard me say this so many times, they're probably tired of hearing it, but you can get on that update list, send us an email uh, to questions at collegeview.com, put in the subject line, add me to your mailing list, and we'll do that. On Thursdays, I send out an update so that you know what we're going to be talking about and give you some idea of the subject and also start asking for feedback. And here were the questions I put out there today. Based upon the rating system, it could be that MPAA rating system. I, I know that it's also been designated the CARA rating system, but it is that system uh, of movie uh, classifications, G, PG, PG-13, R, those those letters I think that we're all familiar with. Based upon the, that kind of rating system, what movies could and should a Christian watch? Just give us your opinion. What what we'd really like there is I think it's okay for a Christian to watch PG-13 movies or I don't see anything wrong with going to an R-rated movie. You know, give, give, it, give us what your standard is as to what you watch, what you think is acceptable for a Christian to watch. We want to hear that. Number two, what are the moral implications of watching indecent movies? In other words, how would you argue from the Bible that a Christian should not be watching certain types of movies? What are the factors? If you if you were going to tell somebody, I don't think, for instance, that you should be watching R-rated movies. If you take that position and you were and you were going to argue that case, what would be the basis of your argument? Why would you tell someone don't look, don't be going to that type of movie? What what arguments would you make? And then number three. And I think this is even a broader uh, thing to consider. What kind of things should a person take into consideration before recommending a movie to someone else? In other words, maybe I go see a movie. It's one thing for me to go see it. I got to I got to think seriously about that. But I don't think I, I, I don't think people are thinking carefully enough about the recommendations they are making for other people to go see certain movies. So those are our three questions. Those are sort of the sort of gives you the idea of what we're going to be talking about. And tonight. I think the answer to some of those the, the first or the second two questions may help dictate that what we how, what we choose on the first question of what kind of yeah. movies we watch. And so we'll well, I don't know if there's any I don't know if there's any listeners out there who uh, would be brave enough to say so, but I absolutely know for a fact that a number of Christians go and watch R-rated movies. Absolutely. So. Uh, if you think that's okay, uh, write in. Tell us. I think it's okay to see an R-rated movie. Uh, if you don't think it's okay, then why are you doing it? Yeah. And anyway, so if you're doing it and you think and you're obviously doing it, you think it's justifiable, please justify it to us on the program yeah. tonight. So uh, that's the way we're going to go, Jake. All right. Let us know your thoughts at eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Questions at collegeview.com. Let's hear from you on the program tonight as we discuss the movies that we view for entertainment. Again. As we talk about the movies, it's interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll notice all the immorality and the uh, filth that's in the movies today. We're doing this by choice. We claim to be Christians wanting to live a pure life. We're viewing this for entertainment. It's something that's pleasurable to us, something we're doing for fun, something we this don't have some, to be something doing. something we do in our leisure time yeah. at our discretion. It's fully a matter of choice. All right. Exactly right. You know, there there is this rating system, Jacob, and, and you and I were talking earlier about it. I, it's apparently called by a couple of different names. The MPE, MPAA, Motion Picture Association of America, has this rating system. I've seen it called the CARA, and now I forget what those initials stand for. But it is that G, PG, PG-13R, that classification system. And I, I picked out a few quotes from their description of what those designations mean. G-rated contains nothing most parents would find offensive even for their youngest children to see. PG, some material may not be suitable for children. Nudity is seen only briefly. Horror and violence do not exceed moderate levels. Here's what the MPAA says about it. There may be some profanity and some depictions of violence or brief nudity. But these elements are not deemed so intense as to require that parents be strongly cautioned beyond the suggestion of parental guidance. And so they're telling you there could be brief nudity or profanity in the PG movie. PG, yeah. Movies that parents probably and, wouldn't and have I, any problems sending their kids to. I think most Christians just sign off on PG and don't even think about it. Uh, Anthony in, in here in Columbia has written us a really good and thoughtful uh, uh, response and I don't I don't want to read it all just yet. 
but he makes an observation about these ratings, Jacob, as we're talking about them. He says the problem with the rating system is that it shifts over time as our culture becomes more and more wicked. Uh, I'm afraid many folks latch on to the rating letter and assume it's okay if it's PG, for example, when the definition in their mind of PG is 20 years out of date. What is PG today would never have been acceptable 10, 20, or 30 years ago. He says, to put it bluntly, most PG and above movies contain inappropriate context or content. Even many G movies are laced with all kinds of innuendo, sexuality, and even foul language. But I think Anthony makes a great observation there. I'm fully convinced that what today is passing for at least PG-13 would have been R-rated 15 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, let's keep reading these you ratings. Know, and, okay, so so and, and other thing we need to note before we go on in the ratings is these ratings are not determined by Christians, and Christians are not screening the movies and assigning the ratings. These right. are people in the world. These are worldly people who are, who are telling us this kind of and stuff. And they say parents need to use guidance on this form of movies of PG, and many parents who claim to be Christians today who want their children to grow up to be faithful servants of God are using no caution at all with respect to the PG movies. Even people who don't care about God and his word are saying, parents, you need to be careful. Exactly right. All right. When the people who make the movies are basically warning us about the dangers of their product, we ought to, we ought to take notice. Absolutely. Okay, what's PG-13? PG-13 is a motion picture that may go beyond the PG rating in theme, violence, nudity, sensuality, language, adult activities, or other elements, but does not reach the restricted R category. So, again, they're telling you it's going to have more nudity, more profanity, more violence than the PG movie. Yeah, so, uh, again, emphasis on uh, it has violence, nudity, sensuality, bad language, adult activities, and other elements. Drug use, brief nudity, depictions of violence, uh, sexually derived words. Sounds pretty sounds pretty bad when you read it that way, but that's the PG-13. And again, I think a lot of parents are just signing off on that and letting their kids go. More than brief nudity will require at least a PG-13 rating. So this is going to have more than brief nudity. Yeah. And uh, you're sending your kids to watch it. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. And then the R-rated, Jay, give us that give us that rundown. The R-rated movie contains some adult material. An R-rated uh, motion picture may include adult themes, adult activity, hard language, intense or persistent violence, sexually oriented nudity, drug abuse, or other elements so that parents are counseled to take this rating very seriously. All right. And, and I don't even think we have to even read about the NC-17. I mean, it, uh, that one, if, any, if, if we got Christians who are going to go <clears throat> and see NC-17 or what used to be called X-rated movies. Well, I, don't think, I don't think we can touch them with the program tonight. The, 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 yeah, we, we're, we're not, we're not uh, able to probably even say anything that would touch those hearts. Yeah. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeu.com. Based upon the rating systems that we just reviewed, what movies could or should a Christian watch? is the question for you to consider at this point. We'd like to hear from you. You can send that in in the chat room if you'd like, or you can give us a call send us an email. I got an email from Jack in Hampshire, Tennessee, who says, uh, question one, based upon this rating system, what movies could, should a Christian watch? Uh, I, he says, I know I haven't been consistent in what I watch in the movies, and this episode will be good for me, I'm sure. I've allowed myself to be desensitized, I'm sure. After reading the ratings, I should only be watching G movies, the Kara description of G movies is a G-rated motion picture contains nothing in theme, language, nudity, sex, violence, or other matters that in the view of the ratings board would offend parents whose younger children view the motion picture. And just because this may be the truth about the rating system, we still need to be careful even with the G movies. I think you're right, Jack. I, I think, uh, you know, it, when you read those ratings, I don't want to be guilty of Watching those PG-rated uh, movies, when it says, it tells me ahead of time, it's going to contain profanity and depictions of violence and brief nudity. That's that's enough right there. If the people who are making the movies say that's what it's got in it, I, I accept their word for that. I don't have to see it. Well, yeah, they, they, they did us a favor there. Yeah. All right. 877-381-4567 is the number to call. We'd love to hear from you on the phone tonight. Please join in on the discussion. Well, let's go down through some of those things, Jacob, uh, uh, th- that are in those ratings. Some of the things that tend to be uh, 
prevalent in in movies. For instance, what about strong language? Should should I be concerned if that if I'm exposed to curse words, God's name taken in vain, you know, th- that sort of language, should that be of a concern to me? Well, it should be to a concern to me if I want to maintain a pure heart and I want to maintain a pure tongue as well. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29 says, Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. The scriptures repeatedly tell us we've got to be careful about what comes out of our mouth. And, you know, the problem is, uh, and Jack used the word in his email, desensitized. We get desensitized to the point where you hear some some kinds of language enough it no longer upsets you. You become desensitized to it. I remember, for instance, when I was just a kid, the first time that my dad thought that he heard a bad word on a television program. You know what he did? He jumped up out of his easy chair and ran into the telephone and called the local TV station to protest that bad word he had. He, he thought that he had heard on TV. But now what we do, we sit in front of TV and we hear it all the time. We hear all kind of nasty language and it doesn't offend us anymore. And that is just proof of the fact that we have become desensitized to it. We become desensitized to it. It doesn't offend us. And then we are tempted to allow that kind of thing to creep up in our language and to say those kind of things ourselves. And so, you know, it it is true what we take in will come out and we corrupt our minds with it, then it will manifest itself in our manners of speech. Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. Jesus said if you want to be pleasing to God, you've got to be careful about not only what you say, but what goes into your ears and into your into your heart. And uh, many people are not being careful about that. Okay. And one, one more verse, and I think we've got to take a break, Jacob. Colossians 3, 8, we're supposed to put off these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. It is important. We've got to guard our speech, and the movies are trying to teach us to say bad things. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll continue the discussion, hopefully, with your comments on the other side. Don't go anywhere. The Virtual Bible Study continues right after this. Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Hello. Hey, Matt. No, I don't have any plans for Friday night. What are you doing? Oh, I won't be able to go with you to watch that movie. Because, Matt, the movie is rated R. Hey, why don't you just come over and hang out at my house Friday night? Great, I'll see you there. Being pleasing to God means that you may have to be different than the crowd, but don't be afraid to stand up for what's right. It just might find that it's easier than what you expect. A message brought to you by College U Church of Christ. My name is Cole, and I'm eight years old. My name is Thomas, and I'm seven years old. And our families love to listen to the virtual Bible study. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight, and if you are just joining us, we're talking about movies and how it relates to those who are trying to be Christians, who are trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. What kind of movies should we be watching? What kind of movies should we be recommending to others? We want to hear from you on the program tonight. Uh, One verse that we should consider in this discussion is Psalm 97, verse 10, You that love the Lord hate evil. Yeah. We can couple that with Romans, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, verse 9. Abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. If I love the Lord as I should, I will hate evil, I will abhor it. And that certainly would cause me to give great consideration to watching these movies that will contain even brief nudity or even some parts of uh, profanity. We would want to be careful of that. We got an email from Jason in uh, Norcross, Georgia, who says, uh, check out clearplay.com. That's clearplay.com. He says, I stopped watching movies a few years ago until I got one of these last year. I still don't watch very many, but when I do, it must be clear, clearplay filtered. It's been great. Uh, I went to that website earlier today that he recommends, and this this clearplay is a DVD player, I think, and, and they have movies that they have edited for play on those DVD players and it uh, it just clips out offensive parts of, of those movies. So that's something that some, some of our listeners may want to consider. It's clearplay.com. But in conjunction to that, 
Our friend Pat in Harvest, Alabama writes and says, when we pay to go to the movie theater or rent a VHS or DVD, then we are participating, Second John verses 10 11, in paying the actors to say cuss words and to play out illicit sexual scenes. And that's absolutely true. And, you know, that would be true. I mean, I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not criticizing Jason. I think it's a worthy thing to, to want to watch those things edit out of the movie. But if I, if I pay for a movie, pay to watch a movie, even if the bad part has been clipped out, the, the actors who did that bad acting out getting paid for are it. still getting paid for it. Yeah. So that's, so, that's so, something, that's something, something to consider. Yeah, something to consider. Yeah. Good, good emails there. Thank you for those. All right. Uh, we have uh, John in Oklahoma City who has been on the program, uh, viewing the program, but he's jumping off. He's going to listen to it on his cell phone. Technology wow. these days. Huh? Wow. Yeah, he's in Oklahoma City listening on his cell phone tonight. All so. right, John. Glad you're out there. All right. Um, what about the movies tonight? Join in on the discussion. Are we being inconsistent? Are we saying that a Christian needs to re- remain pure and undefiled by the world, and then we're going and uh, viewing all of this filth that's on the movies today? You know, another thing, we talked about the, the, the problem of the, the profanity. What about the violence? One of the things that has really troubled me is that some people say, well, it's an R-rated movie, but it's just because of the violence, you know, uh, you know, there's no sex. It's just a lot of violence, and and I don't have a problem with violence. What about that? Well, God has a problem. And i got to confess, I've watched violent movies before, too, you know, war movies, even cowboy westerns, some of them that we would think might be fairly inoffensive. When you stop and think about it, there's a lot of pretty bloody violence in some of those shows. You go back to the old television programs, Bonanza or Gunsmoke. I mean, they're killing people right and left. No regard for human life. Anybody, somebody makes you mad, you put a hole in them. Is that something that God likes? Here's a question from Jim in in Somerset, Kentucky. He says, uh, my wife and I have a practice of not watching movies that are rated R. Typically, there's a great deal of sensuality and darkness, language, themes, perverse morality, etc. that consumes such films. However, one movie I have watched repeatedly is The Passion of the Christ by Mel Gibson. This is, in fact, rated R because of the exceptional violence portrayed in the movie. I have no problems watching this movie because the violence portrayed finds its origin in the Gospels. But this raises an interesting question. Is it okay to watch other movies that may receive an R rating because of violence, particularly if that violence is used to illustrate a greater moral lesson? That is, uh, some more movies would fall into this category. He said he'd just like to throw that into the discussion. Well, uh, thanks for listening, Jim. Thanks for your input. I just think we got to be, uh, and, and I, I, as I said, I confess that I have not been as careful in this as I need to be about watching violence in, in, in TV and movies and so forth. But remember the kind of people God wants us to be, as is described in Romans chapter 12, beginning verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. And so God wants us to be peaceful people. And when we watch violence, it it conditions us toward being more violent. That response, that natural response from us is then when the situation arises, we want to, our brain is programmed to do the things that we've seen in the movies. Uh, Proverbs chapter 6 tells us, about six things that the Lord hates, and verse 17 of Proverbs chapter 6, uh, as it enumerates those things that God hates, which we should hate as well if we're trying to be like him, a proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood, the heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift and running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among brethren. There is certainly uh, a lot of portrayal of hands that shed innocent blood in the movies today, we're going to be like God will hate that, and uh, certainly we won't be watching it for entertainment. All right. There's quite a bit of discussion going on in the chat room. We can't keep – I mean, they're really busy in there right now talking back and forth in the chat room. But there's quite a bit of talk right now about <clears throat> the uh, uh, violence factor on on the movies. And, and again – you know, we, we got to think about the fact that if I'm not a violent person and I know I'm not supposed to act out violently, why would I delight in seeing other people who are mean and violent? It should it should prick my heart. It should cause me pain and anguish to see that violence inflicted on others. If I've got the same heart that uh, and same view of these things as God does. All right. Jack Jack mentions that something that we need to repeat uh, over and over tonight is that is the idea of desensitization. Yeah, I think and, exactly uh, right. If you do that over time, then you begin to become desensitized to the shedding of blood 
uh, does not uh, does not uh, bother you anymore. All right, we got a e- uh, short email from Zeke in our, uh, Angleton, Angleton, Texas. Uh, he says, uh, "Don't know if this helps, but there's a movie screening internet service, ScreenIt.com, that lists every objectionable incident in movies. They range from profanity, sex, imitative behavior, bad attitude, uh, etc." For our family, it's been an invaluable guide when deciding what we what we'll shell out our God-given money to watch. Uh, and I've seen that site also, Jacob, and I think you probably have too. In fact, I've got a a, a, a printout, uh, their review of, of a popular current movie that we may refer to later. But ScreenIt.com is a valuable uh, bookmark for your Internet. And go there. You know, one of the things that this presupposes is that people will be careful enough to check before they go. And I don't think a lot of people are. I think I think a lot of people just go to the movies and and don't check out what they're going to see. If you stop and read, for instance, we'll maybe refer to this later, Jacob. There's a real popular movie out right now called Avatar. Yeah, I know a lot of Christians are going to see it. I know they are as well. You, if you were, if you read this review on screen it before you went, I don't think a conscientious Christian could could conscientiously go knowing. What that review says. We'll talk about that, I I hope, because I I know that there are Christians who have gone, sat in it, viewed it, and said it was a great movie. They'd like to see it again and recommend it to others. Yeah. And uh, so I think it it underscores the idea of desensitization that we're talking about. And and so if you're going to go to the movies, you need to find out before you go what you're going to see. And this ScreenIt.com website is helpful to give you an idea ahead of time what you're about to pour into your head. A couple more that uh, I've never been to. Kids-in-mind.com is recommended by Anthony. Yeah, give, give that again. It's kids-in-mind.com. Kids-in-mind.com. So another, the idea of... Have, Keep your kids in mind. And then yeah. uh, Jack in the chat room recommends PluggedIn.com. Okay. It's a couple that you might check out and ScreenIt.com as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in fact, let me read a little bit more of Anthony's. Let me, uh, let me mention here, if you're listening and you're in the chat room just watching because you don't have a sign-in, a username, you can comment now. Anyone should be able to comment if the moderation has been turned off in the chat room, so it's wide open now. All right. Behave yourself in there. There's no moderator. Be careful. Um Anthony says, fortunately, in the Internet age, people who care about what they watch and expose their children to have access to better information than simply the MPAA rating system. Years ago, I used to read Movie Moms reviews of movies to see if they were really appropriate. Since then, I have found what I think is a must-see website. If you're considering watching a movie, it's that kidsinmind.com. This site has its own rating system, but more importantly, it gives very detailed information about the content of movies. Uh, what I have found is that by using this site, your eyes become open to the filth that is truly in the movies, things you wouldn't necessarily notice until you read it on the page. And then he gives some uh, quotes about what they said about Avatar. We may get to that a little bit later. He says, uh, to, to, to see these reviews, to see it in black and white, really makes me realize the dangers of the movies that are out there. Christians must safeguard our minds against these evil things. Philippians 4.8 tells us to keep our minds pure. If we're feeding our minds with these kinds of images, how can we obey this verse? Philippians 4 verse 8. We also must abstain from all appearance of evil. 1 Thessalonians 5.22. We should ask ourselves, should I really be deriving entertainment from this? Should a Christian be entertained by or laugh at or applaud the images I am saying? He goes on to say, I will say, however, we have to realize that there is no 100% universal standard for what we should and should not watch in all areas. For example, violence is not a positive thing and not something a Christian should be involved in. What constitutes violence on the screen? You can't necessarily draw a perfect line in the sand. This is just an example, and it's certainly not an excuse to go to the other extreme of anything goes. And even if we say there is no hard and fast rule, we have to be willing to honestly examine our practices. In doing so, folks, many folks would have to come to the conclusion that they need to make changes. The the bottom line is that we need to take a hard look at ourselves, at what we're watching and letting our children watch. I want to digress quickly. Does it make sense that you watch certain grown-up movies that you don't allow your kids to watch? Should we have this double standard? How can we rationalize to our children that it's okay for mom and dad to ingest sex and lang- and language and violence, but it's not okay for them? Chances are, if it's not appropriate for kids, it's not appropriate for Christian adults either. After all, Jesus said, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
Well Amen. said, Anthony. Amen. Well thanks, said. Thanks, Anthony, for that. All right. All right. We are up against another break. Uh, the program's going fast tonight, but plenty of time to take your comments. 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeu.com. Don't go anywhere. We continue right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your comments. Email them during this break. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's Bullet Point. Lots of years and more than 100,000 miles had left their marks on my old pickup truck. It had a peculiar habit of stalling if you didn't play the gas pedal just right in cold weather. And the transmission required a special talent in order to find third gear. In fact, because of its various idiosyncrasies, I'd become the only one who could drive that old Ford with any success at all. Local congregations can be sort of like that old truck. Sometimes we hear criticisms like, they're not friendly, or no work is being done, or they just don't care enough about other people. Now, these judgments may be true, but on the other hand, it might just be that you are not aware of what's happening. You may not know about the work that's being done. At first glance, you would not notice the good sister who carries food to a family that has experienced a serious illness or a recent death. You won't be able to see the brother who offers some money to help another in need. Seldom can you detect cases where vital words of encouragement are directed toward a weak Christian. You may not recognize those who extend hospitality to visitors, the extra Bible studies being held to convert lost sinners, the many kind deeds being performed. These, you see, are not being done to be seen of men. One disgusted fellow who borrowed my old pickup truck returned it and said it was only fit for the junkyard. I knew that he just didn't know how to drive the thing. Some who criticize the local church just haven't taken time to get to know it and to appreciate the good work that is being done. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Jack Coleman, a member of the College View Church of Christ. We're glad you're listening to the virtual Bible study, and we hope you'll tell others about the program. We're always open to your feedback concerning topics for discussion and suggestions as how we can make the program more effective. Drop us a line at questions at collegeview.com or call us toll-free at 877 877- We're waiting to hear from you. Call in right now and join in on the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the program tonight. You just heard from Jack during the break. He's in the chat room tonight as a master of none. And if you are in the chat room tonight, you don't need a username to comment. Anyone can comment and join in the discussion there. But more importantly, we'd like to hear from you on the phone tonight at 877-381-4567. Or questions at collegeview.com. What do you think about what we're talking about tonight? Do you think we're off base? Maybe you think we're taking it too far. Let us know. Or maybe you agree. Maybe you see some things that are concerning the lives of Christians today. Why not take a minute to give us a call or send us an email on the program tonight as we discuss movies and our relationship to them as Christians. You know, the, there were several. There's several things in that rating system, Jacob, that go together. Nudity, sexual situations, and adult themes. And all of those things obviously are something that Christians should be uh, just absolutely uh, disgusted by by the depictions of those things. Unfortunately, many are not. But not at all. You know, the, the the word of God is clear on this. We're to flee. First Corinthians six verses eighteen and nineteen. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own? We're supposed to flee from such things why would i want to watch people committing these sins when it's something that i'm supposed to turn around and run the other direction from them that's right it's obnoxious it's offensive <clears throat> to god it needs to be offensive to us as well second Timothy chapter 2 verse 22 flee also youthful lust but follow righteousness faith charity peace with them that call on the lord out of a pure heart again we simply cannot uh, view this material and be following the instructions here to flee these lustful thoughts and uh, lustful situations. In the in the chat room, Neutron John says uh, that he agrees, and he says he made the point in Bible class last Sunday. He says, I'll not watch a movie that I won't let my children watch. Well, good for him. He's being consistent. No double standard there, and I think that's the way it ought to be. All right. Um, Jacob, concerning these movies, uh, the, the second question that I asked was, now I don't have it here. Uh, second, yeah, it, it, it was the question of what what are what are the moral implications of watching indecent movies? In other words, how would you argue from the Bible that a Christian should not be watching certain types of movies? All right, let's let's talk about that for a minute. We know that as Christians, we are not to practice or uh, we're not to practice sin, but we're not to support. Or take delight in the sins of others. And there's a really important passage here in Romans chapter 1. 
and it's a little bit longer reading, but let me read it real quickly. Romans 1, beginning verse 28, says, Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parent, without natural affection, covenant breakers, without natural affection, uh, implacable, unmerciful. Now, wait a minute. Did they have the movies back in the first century? It sounds like it. It sounds like Paul just described the movies. Yeah. Okay, so he, he says this was this was what was going on. That's what these people were doing. He says, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, notice this, but have pleasure in them that do them. In other words, they were condemned because they were engaged in these sinful activities. They liked watching them. And they, and they took delight to know that others were doing these kinds of things. Yeah. Well, do we take delight in watching the movies and seeing the sinful conduct of the people who are in the movies? Are, are, are we being entertained? Does it entertain us to watch sinful things being portrayed in the movies, seeing people engaged in sinful activities? This is our entertainment? Well, Romans chapter 1, verse 32 says that God is, is appalled at those who delight in seeing others commit sin. That's pretty strong. All right. What do you think? Give us a call. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. Not only do we have to be careful about uh, taking pleasure in it, we've got to be careful about our consciences because, as you, if we, as we've said throughout the program, we've got to be careful that we don't become desensitized. If I'm exposed to anything over time, it simply isn't uh, as offensive to me. I'll give you an example. I uh, several years ago, I went to a sewage treatment plant, and uh, my first time ever at a sewage treatment plant it was very uh, alarming and disgusting to me. <laughs> but now there was a guy there who had worked in a sewage treatment plant for, uh, from the looks of him 20, 30 years maybe. Was he the guy who'd fallen headfirst into the tank? No, nah, that different, uh, different oh, okay. guy. All right. He was the Paul as well. But this guy, <laughs> he, he, he worked for a company that pumped raw sewage, and he was around raw sewage every day. We began to turn this pump on, and when we turned the pump on, there was a valve that was open, and raw sewage was spewing out. Well, this gentleman went over to turn off the valve and in the process got raw sewage all over his shirt. Didn't bother him at all. He'd been around the raw sewage so long that having it on his shirt didn't bother him. Me, I would have been out of there so fast burning that shirt. You wouldn't have seen me. But that, that's what happens to us in real in, in our physical lives. It happens to us spiritually as well. The more we're around the filth, the less it bothers us. And it, it, what it does is it sears our conscience. It wears our down our resistance. Our conscience is not offended by these kind of things. And again, that word that Jack uh, suggested earlier in the program, desensitization. Uh, in First Timothy chapter four verse two, Paul talked about some who would speak lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. In other words, the conscience becomes ineffective. Then it's not the it's not the safeguard. It's not the warner, the the alarm system that God intended for it to be in us. In Psalm fifty one verse ten, the psalmist said, "Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit in me." We need to maintain a clean heart. That indicates effort. That uh, to get our heart where it needs to be, we're, it's going to have to take diligence and effort, and we're going to guard our heart and protect what it comes into our heart so we can have the clean and pure heart that God wants us to have. Yeah. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 15 talks about some people that probably would be an adequate description of people in 2010. Jeremiah 6, verse 15, were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed, neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall at the time that I visit them. They shall be cast down, saith the Lord. Well, you know, again, I know they didn't have the movies back when Jeremiah was living, but he's described the description he gives of people back then is like people today, not ashamed when they commit abominable acts that they're not they're not ashamed. And then we watch it and we're not ashamed to watch them commit. How a Christian could set through what we talked about here, the nudity the profanity, the violence that uh, is depe- depicted here that we're paying money to watch, how we can set through that and not be ashamed and blush as well. Yeah. Um, so, again, what would, what, how would you argue? Our, our question is if you were going to talk about, if you were going to tell a Christian, don't go to watch that sort of movie. Well, we've said argue that we should not practice or support sin. We shouldn't take delight in watching sin. 
We've got to guard our own consciences and not let ourselves be worn down or calloused by all the evil that we see. And then a verse that was already suggested in Anthony's email, Jacob, was the idea that we're actually told to think on pure things. Philippians 4, verse 8. That has been mentioned several times tonight in the chat room and some of our emails as well. It's got to be a, a it's got to be a key a key passage in, in this consideration. Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. So uh, you know, that's a command. That's not just a suggestion. That's a command. Think on good things. Don't think on bad things. All right. Uh, what do you think? Let us know your thoughts. Are we off base? Are we uh, on track here tonight? Let us know. What do you think? Send us an email. Or better yet, give us a call. The phone line is open. We're ready to take your call. Uh, another argument that that we need to make, some of the moral implications of, of what we watch on the movies, is that we're supposed to set a good example. We, we make this point a lot, Jacob. We're supposed to set a good example. You know, we remember the famous words of Jesus in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, that we're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. We're supposed to let our light shine. Are we being good examples to the world when they know that we go and see the same movies they go and see, the the same moral filth, and we're paying good money in order to be there and observe it, what kind of example are we setting when people who know our association as Christians, we're in the Lord's church, we're members of his body, but we we make no difference, uh, our, our judgment is no different than theirs in regards to what we'll go and watch at the movies. How is that setting a good example? I don't see it. Yeah, Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 5 through 16 tell us where the light of the world is see that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle but put it under a, uh, and, and put it under a bushel but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. When we go into that movie theater, when we watch the movies at home uh, that the world is watching that contains the filth, we have lost any opportunity for us to be a light to the world. But what really bothers me, and we, we, we mentioned this a minute ago, Jacob, or a few minutes ago, Christians go and see this, and then they even recommend it to others. In other words, they see evil movies, and then they go and tell others that it's a good thing. It that was they a good can rec- movie. It was a good movie. They can recommend it. You should go see it, too. That's exactly not being a good example. That's that's destroying your example and your influence in the in the sight of others. It's amazing to me that if we're claiming to be Christians, wanting to have the same view of sin that Christ had, that God has. What, how would God rate these movies with even the movie that is rated PG that has brief nudity or some profanity? Would Christ say you should go watch that movie? It was a pretty good movie, or it was a good movie. Certainly, if we're going to have the same view of sin that our master has, we will certainly have to consider what we're recommending. Uh, Eric, Eric put a good uh, – Eric is in the chat room, and he put uh, up uh, Proverbs 8, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Pride and arrogance in the way of evil and the perverted speech I hate, he says. Uh, that's a good verse to think about. We should hate evil. Anthony, we fear God, we should hate evil. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric, for that. Anthony says the recommending part is just evidence of the desensitization. And that's right. If you were to tell people what they had just seen, many people would not recognize all the sin that they had seen because they're so desensitized to it. Um, Dean says, I continue to be shocked at Christians who are not ashamed of what they watch and will encourage others to watch it as well. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Sharon has put up there several times, and I don't see that she's got anybody to answer in the chat room. She's been asking about the violence on football. That's a pretty challenging thing. We may have to deal with that in another program, Sharon. Uh, uh, I would I would just say this in response, because I see Sharon's mentioned that several she's, times. Uh, she's, more, she's, also, she's maybe more concerned about uh, the halftime shows and, uh, you know, the, the – the fade in and cutouts to showing the cheerleaders and the oh yeah I'm stress. against I'm against that completely yep, right. I, I, that, that's just eye candy for the men and it's uh, it's wrong uh, I, I think that the violence uh, and football is a, a violent sport but it's it's designed to protect the players from injury uh, even though they 
they do talk about some violent hits and so forth. I'm not sure it's the same kind of violence we're talking about in the movies where people are getting shot and cut up into pieces. So it's a little different. But you may have a point there, Sharon. I'm a football fan, so, I mean, that, that strikes pretty close well, to home. You know, we, and she talking- mentions the, the beer commercials, right? You know, and we laugh at the beer commercials. That's, you know, that's, that's sad. Yep, that's right. Okay, one more break. We go to the top of the hour. Stay where you are. We'll be right back after this, but we hope to hear from you during the break. Send us an email. Give us a phone call. There's plenty of time to go. Don't go anywhere. We continue right after this. You won't want to miss what we talk about next. The discussion continues right after these important messages. Tonight on Channel 8 WSIN, it's TV like you've never seen it before. Starting at 8, it's TV's funniest new comedy, Fornication in the City, and Marie has been misbehaving again. Guess what? I just cheated on my husband. He doesn't even know about it. (laughs) And then at 8.30, it's the show that's setting the standard. You won't want to miss this week's I Love This World, where Bob makes a great announcement. Well, I think it's time you knew the truth. I'm gay. (laughs) And at 9 o'clock. It's the show that Television Magazine has called the number one drama for murder and violence. You won't want to miss this week's In Cold Blood to see who will be the next to be gunned down. It all starts tonight at 8 o'clock on Channel 8 WSIN. I'm Greg Gwynn reminding you that sin is a terrible thing and that those who are entertained by watching others sin fall under the condemnation of God that is mentioned in Romans 128. Be careful what you watch on television because in spite of what the devil wants you to think, sin is always sin and it's never funny. Hello, my name is Kent Bumgardner. My family and I love to listen to the virtual Bible study. Please join us. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. And we're back on the program tonight. Thank you for being a part of it. We're talking about movies. We want to hear from you. We've got about 13 minutes to go. Lots of ground to cover and lots of time to take your comments. Give us a call. Send us an email. Let us know what you're thinking. Are we on, in line here? Are we out of line? Uh, what kind of applications can we make? Let us know your thoughts. We'd appreciate hearing from you on the program tonight. We, we've been talking about some of the reasons why we've got to give careful consideration. Some of the arguments that can be made to try and encourage people not to watch the evil stuff on the movies that some are watching. Another of the arguments we could make is from 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 21 and 22, which says, Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, abstain from all appearance of evil. I think other versions say every appearance or all kinds of every evil. Form. Every form of mm-hmm. evil. And uh, any way you take it, that applies to the movies. Sure. We're supposed to abstain from those kind of things. Sure. And then one last verse I would throw into and this And this mix. may be one of the more powerful ones that you've got in your list here. We're supposed to be simple concerning sinful things. Simple. That is not informed. I should not have a great working knowledge of how sinful people conduct themselves. Romans 16, verse 19, it says, I would have you wise unto that which is good and simple concerning evil. The word simple there meaning uninformed, not knowledgeable. It's in contrast to being wise. Right. But what about us? We know about drug use. We know all about perverted kind of sexual activity. We know all about how to how to conduct different kinds of violent attacks. Sure, I because guess. we watched it. Yeah. You know, uh, I I know more about evil than I than I should know, and the reason why is because I've been exposed to it by TV and the movies. And so I'm supposed to be simple or uninformed of those things. But now I have I have obtained a database of knowledge that I don't, God doesn't even want me to have. And, you know, one of the things about uh, – and it's kind of an interesting study that I'm not a real expert about, obviously. But if you take uh, – our minds have an incredible storage capacity for, for information and for visual images. And if, if I see something graphic, be it graphic violence or graphic sensuality – that burns an image in in the memory banks of my mind, and it's there. It's and and so it, it it is fed into my subconscious mind. It begins to affect my thinking, even if I claim it doesn't. You know, one of the really troubling things, Jacob, is when people can talk about some of the most horrible things on the movies: terrible violence, uh, graphic sex, 
And oh, is our desk falling apart? Oh, that's okay. Okay. Yeah, we're all right. <laughs> Graphic violence uh, and 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 uh, specific sexual activities, and to say it doesn't bother me. I can see that stuff, and it doesn't bother me. Well, I, I think there's got to be. We, we we might rate that as being an obvious lie. Yeah. Or there's something wrong with that person. You're, you're desensitized. You're, 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 conscious you're either not telling the truth or something doesn't work right in your brain. Yeah. Because that stuff is it's supposed to bother us. It's supposed to affect us. And that's why God says stay away from it. And that's what the movie uh, makers are all about is evoking these uh, kind of uh, emotional responses from you. They're, they're putting these things out there to get a response. And uh, they're they're successful at it. I mean, how many movies uh, makers are able to make someone cry or make someone laugh? Because they're able to dictate and manipulate the way that you think about the subject that is being portrayed. And so it certainly is dangerous when we allow ourselves to be influenced by the immoral. And so uh, I'm, 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 I'm really concerned about any Christian who, who would say, who could say, that stuff doesn't bother me. I can see it and it doesn't bother me. There's something wrong with, with a Christian who is not bothered by that. That's a bad admission. And if you feel that way, you're making a bad admission. Got an email from Randy in Swartz Creek, Michigan, Jacob. He says, I've come to the conclusion that the media of today practice the works of the flesh and give their blessings to it. I think he's right. He says, what should be showing on the movies and TV is the fruit of the spirit. Uh, the works of the flesh are in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and the fruit of the spirit is in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. I think you're exactly right, Randy. Thanks for the email. Thanks for listening up there in Michigan tonight. Glad you're on the program. Well, you know, it is amazing the things that we're view that we're seeing, hearing about Christians viewing. One of the things that we're hearing about, you know, the, whenever the popular movies come out and when there's a buzz about it in the media, uh, Christians are going to be tempted to watch things that they shouldn't. And there is, uh, it, you know, it comes out with every movie. You hear about Christians watching them, and you're really saddened when you hear that they are watching those movies. One of the movies that we hear about Christians watching today is the popular movie Avatar, um, which. We have not seen, but Screenit.com does give us yeah, and, a and, uh, rundown. Uh, and Anthony, in his email, gave some of the quotes out of uh, uh, Screenit.com. No, he he gave his quotes out of this uh, KidsInMind.com. KidsInMind.com. I, I printed off the Screenit.com review, and, and just as their brief summary to parents, it says this: the following is a brief summary of the content found in this action adventure picture that's been rated PG-13. Profanity. There are ten uses of the S word, uh, and then I saw a longer listing here of, of the horrible language that's in that movie. I couldn't even, I wouldn't even attempt to say the things that that uh, uh, are listed. You in know, the if you were to phrase. say them, it would outrage people. But people can pay money and go listen to them, and it doesn't bother them. Yeah, that's terrible. It goes on and says. Uh, it has sexually related dialect or dialogue, rather sexually related dialogue, humanoids having sex at least once and male and female humanoids in scanty apparel. Violence of large scale battles uh, is missed is listed uh, under profanity. Ten S words. Uh, I, 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 well, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to list, but they got ten of the S word. uh Five of another, four of another, four of another, three, one, seven. These are different words. I'm not telling you what the words are, but this is the number of times that they're used and so forth. Just lots of profanity in that movie. God's name is used in vain repeatedly in the movie, and that alone would cause one to be uh, very upset with what the movie portrays. Yeah. Um, and it goes on, Anthony and his. I mean, we can't we can't read. I don't want to read these myself, let alone uh, repeat them on uh, the program. But he talks about the fact that humanoid uh, blue aliens wear only tiny loincloths. The men are topless while we see women's breasts from different angles. Jewelry, uh, we can't, I mean, it it goes on. Uh, We see a a naked woman in the fetal position. Uh, We see all kinds of uh, immorality portrayed on this movie. Uh, You know, you've got to be careful what you you look at and even in the the description. I mean, Dad, we, you and I have talked about it. We don't even want to read the description of it, let alone yeah. see it portrayed on the screen. Exactly right. Now, uh, in Anthony's email, one of the interesting things he said was he compared this to a review of something that I think most parents would have said, well, that's surely okay, isn't it? Herbie Fully Loaded was a 2005 G-rated movie. 
So here's a G-rated movie, and and the 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 review on it at kidsinmind.com says things like two young women wear low cut tops that reveal cleavage. Uh, a woman waves a race flag over her head, and her top pulls up, revealing her bare abdomen. Uh, it goes on to describe cons- several more instances of immodest uh, apparel, uh, and so so forth and so on. Uh, I mean, this is a G-rated movie, and when you read the review of it, even it sounds like you know that's probably something I shouldn't be watching. So, one of the things that that I would really encourage Christians about is. Look this stuff up ahead of time. Read it. Then see if you can, in good conscience, go and watch it. That, that's a worthy thing. The amazing thing, though, is you read – we can't even – we can't read what is portrayed there on the Avatar movie. Christians are watching it. Christians are recommending it to others. Real quickly, Jacob, we got to, and we're almost out of time. We've got to go to the last question. We ask, what, what things should I take in consideration before I recommend a movie to somebody else? You know, we are warned about placing a stumbling block in front of somebody else. And let's say I go to see a movie, and I shouldn't have seen it myself, and then I recommend it to somebody else. I don't know. The person who who finds out that I'm recommending this, that may be somebody who's very spiritually weak and troubled. And, and then I give a recommendation on a questionable movie. And based upon my recommendation, because they have some respect for me as a person, they go and see this, and it leads them into sinful thoughts and actions. Then I have clearly placed that stumbling block before for before others, and I think I got to think about that. It's one thing for me to go see it; certainly, it has to be considered. It's another thing, on top of that, for me to be recommending it to others who who are perhaps very weak uh, spiritually. And then I've diminished them even more by them thinking that they can do that because I do that. And we sort of cover up or cover our bases by saying, well, there were a few things. You know, there was some profanity and there were some uh, women not dressed like they should be dressed. They use God's name in vain some if we even get down to that level, some, if, they, if we even recognize that based upon how desensitized we are to all of the immorality. Can we recommend it and say, you ought to go see it? There is that stuff in there. Why would we say it's a pretty good movie at all when there is that sin portrayed? Are we desensitized to such a point where we don't think the sin is that bad? I think we are. I think that's the problem. Um, John in the chat room has said uh, he's offered the verse, Luke 17, verse 1, which says it is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. Luke 17, verse 1. Uh, in other words, there, bad things are going to happen. People are going to be tempted with bad stuff. But if I'm the one who puts the temptation before them, then then I'm accountable. And one thing we should mention before we uh, leave the discussion tonight is we're talking about entertainment. And we don't have to view this stuff. And why, if I'm trying to maintain a pure heart and live a, a clean life before the Lord, would I even want to take the chance of allowing the immorality that I'm going to pay someone to portray in front of me to enter my heart where it will, Jesus says it will, affect uh, my life before him. I, st- I just still think, Jacob, that Satan is just having a heyday. He is loving this. When you stop to think about the fact that the movies and TV are a new invention in the history of time, relatively speaking, this stuff is brand new. Movies, TV, the Internet, all the media, this is brand new stuff. But it's opened up a whole new array of weaponry that Satan can use against us, and he's loving it. And then when Christians sign on and and allow it in their own hearts and recommend it to others, Satan's doing backflips. He's so happy over this outcome. We have got to get a hold of this situation. We've got to be aware. I'm sure that there are people who will pass off our warnings in this program as just being reactionary. That That's just, oh, that's over the top. But I want to tell you, I don't think it is. Nope. We're seeing it in too many uh, lives in, of Christians today. It is affecting us. We are becoming desensitized. It is affecting the way we view sin. We don't think it's that bad anymore. And if there's a little bit in my life, it's okay. It's a little, a little bit is okay in the movies. A little bit is okay in my life. God's okay with it. It's not that big a deal. 
We've got to see sin for what it is. We've got to make sure that our society is not rubbing off on us. All right. Well, thank you for the discussion tonight. Thank you, Jacob. All right. We hope that you benefited from the discussion. If you're listening to this in the podcast version, you can't comment live, but we would like to hear your comments if you'd send us an email anytime to questions at collegeview.com. We hope you'll be back here next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life, study His inspired Word, the Bible, and live by it every day. You'll never regret it. Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 930 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.